0: Welcome to the Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the
1: keys to unlock all limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast with your co-host, Jason Mefford.
0: And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to welcome back one of our favorite guests who's got some uh, new version of her book, and we're going to talk about that. We've got Dr. Pat with us today, everybody. Yay, Yay. Dr. Pat. Thank Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for coming back. So why don't you tell everybody just refresh like what your background is how what got you to here, and then we'll talk about what's happening with your new project.
2: Well, you know, my background is uh, I, you know, I'm a chiropractor by first training, and then I have other additional trainings in lifestyle medicine, um, you know, rehabilitation. Uh, you know, nutrition and functional medicine, which covers is the bigger umbrella for the ecosystem of what I do, along with the lifestyle medicine that parlays into that really well. Um, you know, I've been doing this for over 38 years. <laughs> um, and it's just a passion of mine to see people do well and thrive. Because So many times we get stuck and they don't, you know, the, the next step is like, do I go this way, this way? And you got the scare, and you're asking the scarecrow, like the wizard of Oz and going like that mm-hmm. you know, and going in, in whatever direction your heart desires at the moment. Um, you know, and sometimes it leads us down a path that is not to our best benefit.
0: Yeah. So remind us of the title of your book, because I know we talked about it last time, uh, but for people who don't remember, or maybe didn't see that episode. So the title of the book is. Why are you sick, fat, and tired? Why are you sick, fat, and tired? I I've got at least two of those every day, <laughs> <laughs> and they fluctuate. You know, um,
1: at least the one the fluctuates. The one, and down, yeah, right, right yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, and especially given that we are just coming out of COVID, we still don't know if we're coming out of COVID. We're just coming out of COVID, and people, you know, sort of sat in that year of stagnation. Maybe they weren't working. You couldn't go to the gym. You couldn't, you know, so I think people really started to look at their self-care and look at their health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you said you just made recently made some changes to the book. So why don't you tell us like kind of what the book covers and what's new and exciting in it. And
2: well, you know, I have, you know, I, I, I changed the format of the back of the book so that when someone reads it, it will make sense to them. You know, it asks you questions like, do you qualify to even get this book? Like why spend the money? Mm You might know that somebody else needs it and you certainly can buy it for them. And I hope that you do, because the goal is to thrive, not to suffer or struggle, you know, but there's questions that to be asked. There's also, you know, I get asked a lot of times because I was retired for about 10 plus years and people ask me like, well, what made you go back to work? I mean, like if you didn't have to, why did, why did you even do it? And You know, and then, you know, there's, you know, there's uh, Tom O'Brien who's a chiropractor and also a functional medicine doctor who sheds some lights and and also paraphrases words that I use in the book about, you know, know, like identifying that knowledge is powerful. It's not just power, it's powerful, but you gotta know what to do with it. And so this book gives you an opportunity to do that because it's a workbook guidebook, and an advocating tool to get you to your next level. Um, Whether, you know, it doesn't matter I always say mothers and fathers are influencers and leaders and they're executives in their own houses. So we have, it, it's a broad span and it's really, someone's like, oh my God, it really is for everybody, you know? And I said, it's hard to niche it down because there's just so many sick people.
0: Right. Yeah. And for so many different reasons, right? So just you, you were about to say something. Well, I was
1: going to say, cause I, I just wanted, I'm curious. I wanted to jump a little bit more into little, little thing that you said there about, you know, here you are, you're retired why go back right i mean there there's so many people that are like screw it you know i'm retired i'm done i'm i'm going to florida i'm going to the mountains whatever i'm just going to live out live out my life and so i always i'm always curious what was it behind it that kind of drove you to come out of retirement you know write the book speak do the things that you're doing today cuz like, like you said, you didn't have to, so why?
2: Well, one of the things is when I sold my practice on Cape Cod, I always wanted to live in a big city. And I kind of did that when I first was a chiropractor and I first went to go work for a chiropractor in Cambridge, Massachusetts. But that was only like eight months. And then my husband and I bought a practice that was on Cape Cod. And then I was on Cape Cod for 10 years and I kept on going to the city. Anytime <laughs> time I had time off, I went to the city and I wanted to go live there. And so after I sold my practice, I relocated um, into downtown Boston, into the financial district. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and so I would just see people. I never told, I was so burnt out when I sold my practice. I never told anybody what I did. You know, I I just dressed up, you know, somebody, once in a while, somebody at the gym who saw me would say, wow, you clean up really well. I said, "Well, you see me at 5:30 in the morning." I mean, seriously. <laughs> and, and so, you know, so I had those experiences. I started walking. You know what? I walked every day a minimum of two miles. So, from where I lived at to the Back Bay in Boston, it was a two-mile walk one way. So it was like a good four miles every day. I was in really good shape. Um, I said hello to every homeless person in Boston because I thought, like, God, if I'm ever walking by here in this evening. And if these guys recognize me and somebody's doing something like there's some uh, suspicious behavior, um, you know, they'll say like, hey, Dr. Pat, how are you doing? You know, and I used to get that all the time. Um, And so it was, it's interesting. So I used to go to this area just on the other side of where I live in this place called Post Office Square, and I would observe people and, you know, and I would look at them and I was like, God, these people are sick. I mean, they were great toned. They had their pasty white. You know, they weren't smiling. There's like, you know, nobody home. We've all seen people who are like, you know, like nobody home kind of feels It's like, hello there. You know, and so I would go up to people and ask them, you know, how they were doing. I said, you seem sad to me. Or you seem like, you know, like, gosh, you're one of the few people in this whole post office square that has so much energy. Where did you get it? What do you do? And so I would just have these kind of, you know, interim conversations. Nobody asked me the whole time I lived there what I did, unless I told them. And so that I thought was always interesting, you know, and so on this mention, you know, when I'm going around looking at facial observations and having this conversation and realizing that that people were sick and they didn't know it, I also read a study from the CDC. It was dated in 2010. And so in that study, it showed that 212 suspected dangerous chemicals, you know, every American that was in that study, and they always did huge studies tested positive for those 212 dangerous chemicals. I went, holy cow, all these people are sick. They don't know it. They're getting toxic from the foods that they're eating, their lifestyle, and especially their environment. That's when you started seeing chemtrails like up in the clear blue sky or that you really noticed them before um, when you're looking up. So, you know, the other thing that's yeah, scared me reading around that time is that they thought by 2030, um, 50% of the population was going to have some chronic illness or disease. So it all kind of like the people look on these people's faces. They were highly stressed out there. Most of them are in the financial district, you know, and they're creatures of habit because they walk by exactly at the same time every day. So when I would see them, they would go like, Hey, hi, how are you doing? You know? And they would smile. At least they would smile sometimes. And <laughs> other times it's like, Hey, how are you doing? And keep on moving. But, you know, the thing that I, re- related to me, I'm going like, gosh, you know what? I said, this has got to stop, you know, and I'm going to make it my mission to help people, you know, stop this progression, this insane progression of not knowing when you're sick, not knowing when you're tired or not even knowing if you're fat, because we have this, now, <laughs> this new image of that, right? right. And, and so, you know, I go, it's got to stop. So I started talking, I started looking for uh, ways to write a book. And I went to look at um, my, uh, when I wrote my first book, I just wrote it and I could say I wanted to get it out there. This time it's a little bit more organized and, you know, and it qualifies people whether or not that you need to take, this book is good for you also. So, you know, for me, the day that I decided that this is stopping here and now is when I started doing research for the book and also you know, start talking a little bit different start pivoting. So when I told people I was a doctor who knew me for like, you know, five years or something like that, they went, really, I never knew that. (laughs) And I said, well, it's because I didn't tell you. (laughs) And, you know, and, and so that was the, the impetus that got me from point A to point C, you know, and I, and I know that there's answers because I was living it. And when I tell people I was doing detoxifications every four months, And not in like a big detoxification, because I don't believe you purge your organ system. What you do is you tonify that organ, you see what the value is, because that's what the purpose of the book is, that Uh guide part of the book, or workbook, is you see what those values are. So you can say like, "Hmm, where should I start that health journey?
0: Yeah. Well, and what I love about what you just said is so we don't so many people are just ignorant of their bodies, right? We don't even stop and ask questions. And I use this analysis all the time. You know, you get your rental car and you walk around with a piece of paper and you're going to write down every ding because you're not getting charged for that. Mm-hmm. But we don't pay attention to our own body. So we treat the Hertz rental car with more respect and care and observation than we do ourselves. And I can't tell you how many people, when I was doing more massage, they'd walk in, and I'd say, how are you doing? They're like, eh, I don't know. Fine. Well, are you having any aches and pains? Yeah, probably, I don't know. And they'd say my neck hurts and they'd point here or they'd say <laughs> my shoulder hurts and they'd point down. And I'm like, that's not, you don't even know what? Um, someone, someone told me their Altoid was tight and that I should rub that. Uh, someone told me their rotating cup hurt them. So, I mean, it's like, we, just, we, have, we don't have a working knowledge of our own bodies. Um, and if we don't have that knowledge and that education about ourselves, if we don't look at ourselves at least as closely as we look at our rental car, then you're right. We don't even know we're fat, sick and tired. We just assume, oh, I'm over 40. That's what I'm supposed to feel like. No, that is not what health is. Um, and so I see, you know, as people get older, they go to their doctor, they're like, ah, well, you know, you're 50. Now you're going to feel that way. That's bullshit. That you don't have to make it that way, but we have to get curious about our own bodies, about our own systems, I, about our own organs. And I love I, that you wrote this book.
2: I totally agree with you. I mean, even taking it one step beyond the rental car thing, people don't, p- people When they have businesses do not wait till they're in crisis to do something about it you know and so there and you talk about like having that level of respect or that have you know level of knowledge like well i don't know about it well if you have a sign and symptom and you have it for more than 48 hours to 72 hours i would certainly make mention of it and i would investigate it yeah and that's because you say that you've got x y and z doesn't mean you have x y and z because you can have an allergic reaction to food eight days later yeah. And you would never tie it into the food that you're eating, right. you know, or like, how did I prepare the food? Where did I buy that food? Where's that food source? You know, where are my thoughts source? Yeah. You know, cause I have this, you know, my, you know, one of the things I focus on is you know, the mindset and I focus on positive mental attitude. And if you have the positive mental attitude and the positive mindset, and you couple that with the wellness initiatives that I speak to in the book regarding like the five pillars of health you know, in what health really is, you know, which is not the absence of disease or infirmities, then you can go, I can be successful at anything. Forget about just health. How about physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially? How about that? How about at home? How about at work? Why is it only one place? Because people tell me like, oh, I feel really good when I'm out. And I said, well, who's at home? Right. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, what what do we got to work on there? And let's get the mindset straight. Let's fix that first. And then the other things will have a tendency to fall into place. Because if you have things that are ruminating and the thoughts, which can undo anything that you do to get rid of toxins in your environment or get rid of the trauma in your environment, which they both relate to inflammation in the body, then you can have better results. Who doesn't want that, you know, and it just takes a little bit of like, what is it that I have going in front of me? What do I have in my box of tools that I can use to go forth from today and then tomorrow and then keep on building on that tool? Does that mean like walking two houses down? If you're really heavy, you can't walk very far. Great. Then you are successful. You should reward yourself for success every day that you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Well you 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 mentioned the study before about 212 dangerous toxins or chemicals that are in our body. Mm-hmm. Again it's like a, I I mean I kind of was aware that obviously there's stuff that ends up in our bodies with all the processed food with the you know everything else that that's around that we don't actually realize but had no idea that probably all of us <laughs> Have that kind of stuff in our body, and I know you mentioned kind of detoxing that you do this every four months yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, are, are there certain things, you know, again, just because you've got a lot of information in your book, so go out and buy your book, right? <laughs> sure. But but what are what are some things that you know people can start thinking about, or at least get curious about, to see if it's something for them? Because I know you know, last night, my wife came home, and she was talking about something else that some friends of ours are taking. And I looked it up, and it's kind of a detoxifying stuff. But there's so much noise out there now, too, when it comes to detox, 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 you hear a lot of people using that term that have built, you know, supplement companies and other things like that. But are there some simple things that that we can do? um you know to try to start or at least get curious and and do more research on too one
2: of the biggest things to do is to hydrate you know Mm. when you hydrate you want to like you know stay away from water that's in plastic because plastics especially if the temperature has been extreme or sitting in in, in a uh, gas station you know and you have, you know, in front of high temperatures, you know, going back or forth, you don't want to drink that water because you're drinking plastic. Um, but you need it for the five pillars of health. So, the, going back to the definition of what health is, so people have a better idea. In Webster's Dictionary, it says it's a it's 100% function of your organ systems, but you don't know the 100% function of your organ systems. Oh. And the who, like when we're, uh, when you're, I always say when when, when who is telling the truth, like back in like you know the the. Forties and going into 86 when they had to adjust the definition, but their basic definition is, you know, not the app, you know, you're just because it doesn't, it defines health as not nearly the absence of disease or infirmities. So the idea is that, you know, we have these little things, these little like little voices that, you know, keep on, you know, saying things to us, like pay attention, pay attention. I mean, I didn't have floaters when I was 38, you know, and I didn't have floaters when I was 52. You know, but about a year ago, you know, I started having floaters. You mean so, in your eyes? In your eyes. And to so, clarify
0: for the people who don't know what that is. Okay, yeah.
2: thank you. Um, and um, that's what that
0: so, is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, the little float. Yeah, you look and you're like, what is that going by? Yeah, those are floaters. So, in
2: Chinese medicine, clear ones indicate liver and black ones indicate kidney. So when you, I would ask somebody intake information on that, that would give me the clue, like maybe the kidney meridian is not firing like it's supposed to, you know, and what does the kidney meridian, you know, you know, tie into. And so when I'm looking at people who want to do a detoxification, I'm going, if your detoxification makes you purge toxins out of your system, nobody should ever do that it's not a good thing to do for your organ system, especially for your liver, because people want to tonify what the liver does. It doesn't want to purge the liver, you never do that. Okay. And so, you know, when the detoxifications that I do with people are always about like, can your gut handle it? Because if your gut can't handle the toxins going back into it, so you can eliminate them out of your body, then you've got to fix the gut first. Yeah. So a lot of them just like, hey, go do this detox, but it doesn't take into account the quality and the function of your organ system of the gut. So if you're looking at the gut, it's got to be working because what happens is when you eat and if there's damage along the gut lining, then food or other um, elements get absorbed into the blood system. They have to go to the liver in order to be processed and the liver, if it starts to get overwhelmed, stores those toxins in blood, brain, bone, and fat, no matter what's going on any place else. And so you have to have a way in a venue to get those heavy metal toxins because you are right, Jason, everybody in this country has heavy metal in their body, everybody.
0: And I I was, I remember when I was learning to, to what you're saying, and I remember this illustration when I was learning about this, when I was doing the functional integrative medicine stuff down in Los Angeles, they said, imagine that you let everybody on the 405, but close all the exits. You've got okay. to make sure the exits are open first before you put everyone onto the 405. And I remember that image of, oh my God, if you do start to do this massive detox and you have no place for those toxins to go, you just, you're flooding yourself. So yeah, it was just, that was the, that was the reminder image that popped back in my head. So
2: that's a, especially out in California. If you've ever yeah. been on the 405, which mm-hmm. I've been, and I think I sat there and played tic-tac-toe with the person next to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just like, Hey, do you know how to play tic-tac-toe? <laughs> uh, true story. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I still want cause I got to go first. Anyway, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the key in tic-tac-toe. Um, but the, uh, you know, but the thing about people is that they don't, you know, it's just like when you're looking at like, what should I do? You know, like, you know, a really good like vibe to do is like go buy organic food you know, and, you know, pay the price because you either pay now or you pay later. The average cost that somebody spends out of pocket for like, you know, diabetes is something like nineteen phew. to $25,000. I'd rather use that $25,000 or that $19,000 on something that I like to do, <laughs> not that I have to, not that I have to do, you know, and so I think that that's an important, you know, like point to, to make in regards to that, you know, and when looking at, um, you know, when you're looking at like around like what else can I do, you know, look at like your cleaning fluids and the fertilizers that you use, you know, there's, I saw a guy spraying his yard in Florida when I went to do clinical rounds at National Chiropractic College in Pinellas, I think it's called. And, um, and I asked him, I said, what's that? He goes round up. Mm. And I said to him, well, it's, you know, it's, it's toxic. It's carcinogenic. And yep. he said, only if you breathe it. <laughs> and I said, I, and you know, I, now that's funny, right? It says, I looked at him, I said, Do you notice you don't have a mask on, number one? And even if you did have a mask, those molecules are so small they would go through the mask. This is yeah. before COVID. And then these two little girls ran out the front door barefoot. And I said, so you're spraying it on the lawn. Yep. I go "They're running across the lawn and 65% of what you put on your skin gets absorbed into your body. I said, you're giving those little girls, I said, a high dose of, I go a roundup because you want to get rid of your weeds. You can use Dawn and you can use vinegar, you know, to get rid of those things and not have any, you know, side effect. I go look at the stream across the street. Yeah. You know, and I'm pulling my dog. My dog was still alive, and I'm pulling my dog across the street. Said, "You can't pee on that guy's yeah, lawn." <laughs> you know, no.
0: and and, and we, what's you know. what's so what's so interesting is we now have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I grew up in the '70s. Yeah, you know, we had lawn come by. It came back mm-hmm. on a big truck, and once the first neighbor did, then all the neighbors did. And every two two every other Tuesday, they'd come by and they'd spray. They put these little flags that said, "Don't play in the yard." And even as a kid, I remember thinking what the heck did you just spray there that I'm not allowed to walk on my lawn for the next week? We didn't have the, they might've had the knowledge, but we, as a global society didn't have the knowledge of the detriment of those types of chemicals. Now we do. And the profit for Monsanto, can't stand them. The profit is so high that they're putting money above health and stuff like that drives me crazy. And, and I, I'm now starting to see the Uh, you know, have you been damaged by Roundup kind of things come on the TV? And that's Mm -hmm. when you go, okay, now people are getting wise to it. I don't want to have to litigate everything, but we're starting to get wise to, maybe we don't want to spray that shit all over our food. I mean, it's common sense to me.
2: But likewise, you got to take a look at, you know, other things that they put out for medications. Like when you see a TV, you know, where they're going, they're talking about Subalta, you know, and or, or anything else, or even vaccines, for instance. You know, it's just like there's, you know, there's repercussions yeah. from those, t- those things that have like, they don't know them right away. Right. I mean, and if you look even into the Pfizer report on their vaccine, it's just like the side effects in the deaths that related to it. They kind of like mask those numbers um, when they were happening and they did not keep an accurate mm-hmm. account. So You know, it's just like, wow, you know, it's just like, you don't have my best interest at heart. I would never give you a loaded gun. Oh, take this pill. You know, it's like, well, what does it do? You know, what are the side effects? And what are the long-term side effects? If they can't tell you the long-term side effects, why would you take it? Yeah. You know, and I go, unless you were really, really desperate, but then you'd have to parlay in what lifestyle changes and solutions, not only solutions, but solutions. Can I do in order to go from point A to point C? Like, what are my possibilities? And then let me make an educated decision about how I want to go forward. Whether I go, is that a good thing for me or is that a bad thing for me?
0: And you're right. It's about asking those questions. And it is about that risk versus reward. And I've had clients that have been on like, she had migraines. They put her on like two or three different seizure medications that she was having horrible side effects from, and it wasn't helping the headaches. And I said, girl, I said, I am not qualified to tell you to take or not take a prescription. I said, but I can advise you to talk to your doctor about this. And if you're taking these meds that have horrible side effects and it's not solving the problem, why would you keep taking that? And she didn't have a good answer. And she finally went to her doctor and took, got, took care of it. But um, in the last couple of minutes, what are some things just we can do every day? You said hydrate. Um, what are some other things we can do just on a daily basis to start make these changes towards better health?
2: Well, you can hydrate and how you hydrate is 50% of your body weight um, in ounces. So if I <coughs> weigh 150 pounds, which I do, then I drink 75, minimum of 75 ounces a day. Um, And then if I get to a point where I need to have, like, I can't drink another ounce of water because I can't taste of it, then I'll put an essential oil that's therapeutic grade of lemon, lime, usually maybe some grapefruit. The other thing you can do is you can move every day, you know, and so, you know, my five pillars of health, the first is nutrition, second is exercise. So I go, you don't like to exercise? Well, just go out and walk. 15 minute walk and do a lot of things for mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, like get out of behind the computer and all that electricity. The third thing is sleep. So if you honor your sleep and because sleep is where you restore, you revitalize and you repair, like, you know, you've got to like shut electronic stuff off way beforehand, like a good hour before you go to sleep. And that includes the TV, maybe. So like, maybe like read or take a hot bath, something like that in order to get forward. And that positive mental attitude, you know, Jim Rohn was an incredible man. And so if you want to change your mindset, you want to change the direction that your life is going in, you got to start your day off on a good positive thought and you should end it on a good positive thought. Because we didn't talk about the three brains, but the first, that first brain, that, that Um, primitive brain is going to try to derail you every time. And the good part about that is only when you say, put your foot on the brake so you don't hit the car in front of you you know, that that's what that brain tells you to do. And you want to tie in better emotions. So that's why you do the positive mental attitude with the positive um, mindset. You know, I can listen to someone like Jim Rohn, start your day off with a positive thought and end your day with a positive thought, because then your brain goes to, you know, goes to sleep, you know, and is able to do all those things. And you have the ability to have peace of mind, peace of mind is priceless. And the last thing, you know, on the fifth pillar of health is structure, function, proper posture, you have to have water that hydration for every one of these pillars so far but you want to make sure that you're structurally sound because if you they found that even having a piece of hair on a nerve interferes with a function of that nerve functioning at hundred percent. So, and you don't know that necessarily at first, but pain is an indicator. It's not a lifestyle. So if you're thinking pain, like I'm going to be in pain yep. for the rest of my life, that's uh-huh. not, that's a, that's not a lifestyle change that I vote for. And there's things that you can do to be more structurally sound. There's um egoscu method, mm-hmm. there's massage, there's a lot of things out there. That can help support you do that when you put those pieces of the puzzle together you know where to start your health journey and you've got the you have the nuts and bolts that i can work with and help you have shortcuts so that you can have the breakthroughs and have them faster better and more simpler so you get the results that you want and the life that you want to leave who doesn't want their dream day you gotta know what your dream day is you gotta know your numbers
0: yeah yeah, yeah. jason this is all incredible I- <sighs> That's a lot of info. I hope everyone's going to have to listen to this one two or three times. <laughs> Jason, well, any, any final no, thoughts I mean, before we give websites, et cetera?
1: It, it, it's, it's good stuff. And again, I mean, that's why I thank you for, you know, being with us, for sharing what you're sharing, because like you said, I mean, I, I thought I knew a lot of this stuff, but again, even today I'm like, shit, I didn't, I, I need to get out for my walk more. Right. Because there's like, like you said, there's a lot of these simple things and, you know, we can't go bubble ourselves off. You know, there's certain things that we can do, um, you know, that some of the things that you talked about. But the, the important thing is that we're just doing something and we're heading in that direction. And it's really simple to just drink more water. <laughs> yeah. Right. At least to begin with. And, and I think that's, that's again, you know, one thing that I'm sure most people don't hydrate enough. Right. Um,
2: yeah. You know, most of the injuries I ever saw in my business, I mean, because I did a lot of elite athletes, runners, like marathon runners, and that most of those guys, when they injure themselves, is all because of a dehydration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the muscle fibers aren't in yeah. the nerves and the yeah. nutrients and, yeah, all that good stuff. Oh, man.
2: The list is long.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, the list is long. Cool. Well, Dr. Pat, why don't you tell everybody how they can reach you and get a hold of your book and your services and all that great stuff?
2: So, um, you know, the a best, a good way to get a hold of me. Um, is on LinkedIn is where I have a more complete profile. And my website is being updated and there's been a couple of glitches. So we're fixing those. Um, so if you go, there's healthteamnetwork.com on the front page, when you drop down, there'll be a microphone. You can click on it. You can ask me a question. It comes right, right. to my desktop, you know, and I can answer you back in that regard. LinkedIn is a good source, Dr. Pat Ballone. Um, I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram account. Um, but I focus primarily on LinkedIn um, because what I do is I help executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs um, have the healthiest health they possibly can with secure your wellness initiatives and that's mindset strategies. So that's where I that's where I start at. You can always find me there. You can always reach out. I'm from the Midwest. Everyone's welcome in my home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll reach out to Dr. Pat, and we'll put all that in the lower third so people yeah. can find you. Um, yeah. So and happy
2: to. In the book, yeah.
0: <laughs> the book is in on is on
2: Amazon, make sure you buy the new cover that has the red letters, um, they're having a problem keeping the right one up there. And so you know, do like, um, so that's the one to buy, Perfect. you know, and you know, it's like, you know, what I offer as an offering today, get the book, you have a good 45 minutes with me to talk about what your scores were and what they mean and moving
0: forward. So I love what, it. Yeah, so offer. reach out, get the book, talk to, spend 45 minutes with Dr. Pat getting those questions. in. I love it. That's fabulous. Thank you for doing that. Um, hey, everybody, you got a lot of stuff to think about and a lot of things to put on your to-do list. So go drink more water, actually listen to your body, ask your body questions. <laughs> and um, I'm Kathy Gruber. I can be reached at kathygruber.com.
1: And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. And we'll catch you on the next Fire and Earth podcast. Have a great week.
0: Yes.